At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote getting ready to take on spring Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin the Tuesday edition of Big Bets here on VSIN. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel. We've got a great show today on this Tuesday. Wes Reynolds is going to be in studio. Oh, wow. In hour number one. Like, you know, sometimes we'll get them on Skype. When they come in studio, it feels a little bit bigger. It, it absolutely does, but I have to be honest with you, and this is not a slide at West. Uh-oh. Just the way you teed it up, I thought Heidi Klum was joining us. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, I love from my old time with Wes when we do the, the Saturday and Sunday shows here in the network to pick his brain about everything going on in the world of sports, and I'll sneak in a, a Colts cheap shot in there, I'm sure. Oh, don't worry, I'm sure we'll be talking about Jeff Saturday through next Saturday. Uh, Frank Schwab's going to join us as he does each and every Tuesday at the top of our number two. Of course, does a great job covering the NFL. Uh, for Yahoo Sports. But it is, by the way, election day across the country today. Hopefully, if you've got time, you're going to get out there and vote if you haven't done so already. I know in California, Prop 27 is on the ballot. This would help legalize uh, sports gambling in California. Because remember, we have the luxury of being here in Nevada where it is obviously legal. It's not the case across the land here. So you've got the opportunity to exercise your vote today, certainly on whatever issue is closest to you. But I hope Californians, if they pa- uh, pass Prop 27, will be able to do what we do. I think there should be a prop on the ballot that requires you to have a certain intellectual capacity or ability to pass oh, the test to be able to vote. How about that? Like you take an IQ test? 100%. Oh, there's no chance a lot of people in this country would pass. It's okay. That's the reason why we want it. <laughs> Please get out there and vote. It's my okay. version of the electoral vote. Go ahead. Th- that's very good. And by the way, if you were on the ballot, I would, I would like to be, if we were on a ballot together, the vice president. 
Well, listen. Because the president it, takes all the heat, man. I don't just, mind that, but let me tell you something. I'm going I'm, I'm to speak my mind. There's no, uh, there's no sitting there acquiescing to uh, appease the uh, no, constituents. No. That's what I want you to do, exactly. and I'm, I'll be bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to some of the uh, the big news of the day, obviously, around the uh, NFL to start off there. You know, you look at last night's game, for instance, okay? Yeah. And, and I, look, if you had the Saints, I, I, had, I had the Ravens, I told you guys this yesterday, and I was a little nervy because the line went down and you didn't get the best of the, of the closing line number. But then it, I don't know that Lamar Jackson had an MVP-type performance, but he didn't have a whole lot of bodies out there, 27-13. The undercashers, Ravens cashed that ticket. Did close it too, so it did go up a little bit. But I look at the Saints, and we talked about it yesterday, Amal. What are they doing? Because Dennis Allen, that was a big time opportunity for them with the Bucks struggling and the rest of that NFC South really being down. It feels like it's the tale of two teams now. The Ravens feel like they're ready to take off, and I don't know if that changed your opinion of whether or not they're a Super Bowl contender out of the AFC. But it certainly changed my for, for the Saints. That I go, man, I can't take them seriously in the NFC. Well, listen, I thought it was a horrific offensive performance last night. Uh, you know, I was kicking myself. I said, boy, I wish I took the Ravens. You watched that game. You didn't feel like they Not even had easy. a glimmer of hope. I was a little bit surprised, Dave. The number in the second half came back uh, Ravens plus one and a half. Mm-hmm. The reason I say that is because, you know, with Justin Tucker in that dome, you get, you get across the 40-yard line, you're in field goal range. And I figured the, same, the Ravens are going to figure out a way to get probably at least 10 points in the second half. Yep. I didn't see New Orleans scoring 13, and with uh, the red rifle back there, Holy cow. My question is, either is Jameis hurt or how bad no, is he? No, he's not. Okay, is... then how bad is he that he can't play ahead of this guy? Dude, I was on Twitter going, why isn't – I'm advocating for Jameis Winston playing. That's when you know it's bad in New Orleans. Yeah, I'm a Jameis fan too. I, I would say, Maul, if we don't see him next week, there is something wrong. There, yeah. There's still something wrong there that we well, don't Well, not know. physically, but there's a disconnect between new head coach Dennis Allen and Jameis Winston. This is, these are healthy scratches now. That, that they're doing for Andy Dalton. And by the way, whether you like Taysom Hill or not, when he's in, good things happen. They pull him out, bad things happen. I well, mean, look, he can do everything the right, Red Rifle can do right now with mobility. Well, I wouldn't agree with that because I don't think he would make such errant throws when receivers are that wide open. Oh, you think he'd be better than Yeah, 100%. Oh, yes, exactly. So, again, when you look at the big picture here now in the AFC and the NFC, and let's take a look at that because, again, we talked about it when we broke down the schedule yesterday, if you look at the Ravens going forward, this yeah. was a great win to get because everybody's, everybody's banged up for them at key positions. Mark Andrews didn't play yesterday. Uh, Gus Edwards didn't play, as we talked about, at the running back position. They're going to get healthier. And by the way, Roquan Smith, and I know it's a one-game sample, what a difference that defense, it made for that defense yesterday. That looked like not the Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, let's get out there and hunt defense. Well, my goodness, if you've got Ravens futures tickets, 7-1 right now to win the AFC, 14-1 to win the Super Bowl, I think those tickets are live. Well, they were good at uh, 20-1 before the season started. Uh, look, I, this is a team that could theoretically be 9-0. and yeah. They've had leads in every one of the games. The big one they squandered against the Dolphins. We saw it against the Buffalo Bills as well. And both of those games were at home. Um, they've allowed some opportunities to get away. Now with the fact that we're seeing an injury concern for Josh Allen, that could come into play here. This Buffalo team could be potentially looking at a tough matchup against Minnesota on Sunday. The Chiefs still have to play the Chargers. So the Ravens are far from out of this thing in terms of where they're going to be. Look at the schedule. I mean, now you get the bye week. All right? This is what I'm talking about, Kelly. I look at this thing and I go, now you rest up? Like Because we thought, mate, right? I mean, it is easy, kids. Panthers, Jags, Broncos, Steelers, Brownies, Falcons, Steelers, Bengals? 
they could theoretically be favored in every one of those games. I, I think they'll be favored in every game except the games potentially at Cleveland with Deshaun back and then at Cincinnati. Right. That would be at the end of the year, barring any injury changes. And they'd be small numbers, right? They're inside of three, more than likely. So they're going to be decidedly uh, big-time favorites in the majority of those games and then small dogs potentially in two. By the way, though, if you're the Ravens, you sit here, you go, we've lost three games by 11 points. You're kicking yourself. Uh, you mentioned the bye week, the injuries they had. So you played against the Buccaneers. That was a Thursday night game? Yes. So you had that time. You, you rested your guys that you needed out. You, I love this roll of the dice here. You have a bye week. You've got another pseudo bye week. You play Carolina at home. Um, <laughs> and then you're at Jacksonville. Now, Jacksonville, I think, is going to be a challenge. I, think, I don't think that's going to be an easy game. Right. But then again, they look at they were playing the Raiders. Who, by the way, I don't think McDaniel's going to be here in year two. Woo. Okay, well, we're going we're gonna to have to switch in a dime on that because I want to further that conversation. By the way, the, the Colts come to town to the desert this weekend. Mm-hmm. Jeff Saturday is the new head coach in Indianapolis. Wes Reynolds is going to be here. I can't wait to get his thoughts. But first of all, none of this should fall at the feet of Jeff Saturday. I know right now he's a laughing stock uh, of Twitter and of social media. Jeff Saturday didn't ask for any of this. He is inheriting a mess in Indianapolis. And if there's one silver lining to that hiring, it would be one, the Colts tried to make him an, an uh, offensive line coach years ago. He didn't want it. He said, nope, I'm going to go to ESPN. And he's had a pretty good TV career. Two, he was a great center in the NFL. If there's one thing that the Colts are lacking right now, it's offensive line play. That is disintegrated. That was supposed to be their strength. If he can shore that up. Now, I don't know if he can shore it up, shore it up by Sunday as there are six-point dogs out here in the desert. Then maybe they get what they're really looking for in Jeff Saturday. But for everybody that's clowning Jeff Saturday, remember – this is none of his doing. He's inheriting it. He's doing interviews them all this week to see who's going to be a first-time play caller ever. So you're going to have a first-time head coach, a first-time play caller. If this isn't the ultimate get-right spot for the Raiders laying the six, I don't know what is. Yeah, that's a fair point. I think it's, you, you have an opportunity for that simply because you're going up against Sam Ellinger. Look, to me, this <laughs> nonsense about these coaches is too overblown, and here's why. We have as, uh, Michael Lombardi's got one of the best lines I've ever heard about coaches. They're overpaid gym teachers. Mm. There's a lot of stupid coaches at the collegiate and the NFL level. It's unbelievable. It's an epidemic. And the reality of it is, I don't know if Jeff Saturday's good or bad. Nobody knows. We'll find right. out starting Sunday. But to sit there and act like they've hired some guy off the street who's never, like the guy Correct. who's like a former cricket player, like he's never ever seen what football looks like. Give me a break. I mean, how many dummies out there are there out there every week? We've seen it consistently and constantly with coaches. They don't understand how to manage the game clock. They don't understand time scoring situation, the stupid things they do. Remember Mike Martz one time challenged a kickoff for six yards? Yes. I mean, don't, don't sit there and tell me it's like there's a Mensa membership running around out there on the sidelines in the NFL. There's a lot of idiots out there. That's exactly They're the, the same point. people voting, by the way. Well, yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> but, but that's exactly the point, right? Is yeah. Everybody's just slamming Jeff Saturday like he had anything. To, dude, if you called me tomorrow and said, would you like to run the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, sure. I'll take it. Well, you, you can. I wouldn't be the clown in that scenario. So let's give Jeff Saturday a little bit of slack, see what he can actually do in this role. And by the way, I'm not going to judge him on this game with this one-game performance against the Raiders. Colts, by the way, 3-5-1, and 150-1, to one, if you think, think Jeff Saturday is going to get to the Super Bowl. That's not going to happen. But if you want to take them to make the playoffs, that's somewhat interesting at plus 650 because the division is so bad, theoretically. Now, the Titans look like they've righted the ship. Talk about coaching. Mike Vrabel, the reigning defending coach of the year, and I don't know why he would have slipped at all with the job he's done so far for a 5-3 and Titans team. But the division just isn't that daunting when you have Houston and uh, Jacksonville still in it. It's not, but here's the one thing that bodes well for Tennessee. Even though you and I are not big fans of the wide receiver at quarterback. No. 
if you get into the postseason with this running game, it is so tough to stop Derrick Henry. Look, Kansas City knew Malik Willis couldn't beat him. Yeah. And they did everything they could to stop the 18-wheeler, and they still couldn't do it. I'm with you. Like, it, it, I was – for a team that lost in overtime on Monday night – or on Sunday night, rather, the, the Titans against the Chiefs, I marvel at what good coaching looks like. So, again, we're going to find out because we are seeing it in the desert out here with Josh McDaniels, to your point, and it's not good. And you're hearing the players now in Vegas kind of chirping a little bit about the coaching going on. So your theory, Amal, is he ain't going to see year two? I don't think so. This, listen, that loss on Sunday – Against the Jacksonville Jaguars, would they have a twenty to seven lead or somewhere around yeah, there? Yeah, seventeen nothing lead. They 17 had a seventeen point lead again. That's the the third time this year they've blown a seventeen or more lead. They lost a twenty to nothing lead against the Cardinals. I, I mean, after Jacksonville took over the ball in the second half, it looked like they were playing just seven on seven, and they couldn't stop anybody. I mean, it was just unbelievable how poor they were. There's too much dysfunction for it to make any sense. To your point, of all like that's where I think he might not. If he doesn't survive, it's because of that. Like you've got. I don't, want to, I don't want to make it sound like they're overwhelmingly, uh, you know, have a ton of options to go to on offense. But it's like when that offense isn't clicking, I mean, as soon as, as, soon as Devontae Adams wasn't working anymore, they seemingly couldn't do anything. No, here's my question, too, is Darren Waller's not playing. Now, I, like we talked about Mark Andrews. He could have played last night, but Harbaugh said, let's give you the short week. Let's go ahead and give you plenty of time so you can get ready during the bye week. Why isn't Darren Waller playing? Yeah, exactly. I think that was somebody calling me to see if I voted already. Relax, Nevada. All right, much more to get to on this election day edition of Big Bets here on Visa. When we come back, let's talk about some action that will be in action tonight. Come on back, it's Big Bets here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. 
Listen, I've got a couple of things in the bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Or download the app today. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. College basketball has started, and now it's the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide at over 400 pages. It is the biggest betting guide ever with odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis on every single team. Our team of experts, including Greg Hoops, Peterson, and Matt Humans, provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference championships, tournament teams, and breakdown of all 60 coaching changes since last season. 60 coaching changes. Wow. The only way to get that guide is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99. Get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. So sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back alongside of Shaw, Dave Ross here. This is Big Bets on a Tuesday. Uh, we're going to have Wes Reynolds, of course, join us in studio uh, momentarily. Wes, of course, a big part of that college basketball betting guide. He's going to break down the ACC and the Big Ten for us. But when I read 60 coaching changes, we talk about the NFL mm-hmm. and the turnover that you see each and every year in the NFL. How about college hoops? It's not – obviously, there's many more, what, over 300 D1 schools. So maybe the numbers get a little bit skewed there. But, boy, oh, boy, is there less tolerance now for losing coaches and, like, all right, let's go ahead and buy them out and bring in the next guy. There is, but also remember one thing. You don't have these egregious buyouts like you do in College Station. And by the way, you know, having lived in the great state of Texas, oh. I can tell you this. I love the fact that A&M is just an absolute turmoil. That program, you would think they're Alabama or USC or something, the arrogance of that program. It's, but the arrogance is what, what makes it really more fun when they lose. Well, they've never won anything. Right, exactly. I mean, so it doesn't make a difference, right? <laughs> 1939? Barely, barely recent. I just can't believe that is, in fact, fact. That is amazing. Well, you know, Michigan fans can relate, right? The whole oh. national championship hasn't been there since 48. Going after Texas and Michigan, <laughs> it's not even 1130 out here. By the, the way, I, got, I guess I, I got some breaking sort of news. Uh-oh. It's not really sports-related, though. Uh-oh. If you were playing the Powerball... It's been hit. No! Yeah, I saw that. One, one person for $2.04 billion. I yeah, saw that. Right. So what's, what's the government take on that? Uh, I saw the lump sum was $749 million. So you can't even get half? Well, no, that's that's the whole gimmick of the I thing. I don't even get half? No, forget the half. Like Hold half on a second. You haven't paid taxes on the seven fifty yet. So you're probably walking with close to four hundred. Why am I playing the Powerball? I didn't play, by the way. <laughs> I couldn't use $400,000. Well, you're right, Dave. Yeah. Four, <laughs> 400 million, by the way. Four, 400, 400 million. million. 400 million. By the way. <laughs> Two point something billion, but you get four. I, I just want to let I just want to let you know breaking news. It wasn't me that won because I'm here. <laughs> would, <laughs> exactly. you, would you have texted his code red? I'm never coming back. No, I would have come in. And I, I, I would have come in. It would have been an episode for the ages. Oh. It would have been. I would have been burning down houses. You're on already here. unfiltered. I would hate to oh, see it. What you it would have been scorched earth. <laughs> I mean, it would have been the greatest show in all time. And, and Goulet and Rogers have been up here in about ten minutes. Yeah. Hold on a second. Pull the plug. Because <laughs> I'm the tax man. 
Tax is going to get it. Well, they're going to get theirs, and they got it. All right, let's finish up before we go to action here at the NFC. So we talked about the AFC playoff picture a little bit. Uh, you look at the Fly Eagles fly. Look, I said this last week. I'm going to say it again. I don't know when they're going to hit the wall, but they're going to hit the wall. I, and I don't know how big the wall is when they hit it. Is it a two-game losing streak? Do they end up losing three games? Or is this a foregone conclusion? They're going to get the number one seed in the, AFC, in the NFC because I think people assume the Bills forget about it. They're a free ride to get that one seed. That's not the case now in the AFC. In the NFC, because they're 8-0, the Vikings go to Buffalo. They go to Orchard Park. We don't know about Josh Allen now. You see the Cowpokes there sitting at 6-2 and two coming off the bye. It's daunting for them and the G-men because if you don't win the division, it's really hard to see a pathway to come out and win the NFC on the road. And that's what you have to do as a wild card, right? So I look at the teams that – I can't believe I'm saying this. The Seahawks in the NFC West at 6-3. and three. They control their own destiny, Luke. So I look at it and I go, who do you back more? Vikings are going to win their division. Yeah. Seahawks are going to be fighting it out with the 4-4 four and four Niners down the stretch. And the Eagles are going to get pushed, I think, by the Cowboys along the way. When you look at the numbers and the pathways, what, what number do you think is the most playable? Either a, a playoff, yes, no, or to win the NFC as a whole? Well, it depends on which team you like and what you're looking at. I think Minnesota at 650 is an intriguing number if you really believe in the Vikings. I'm not sure I completely believe in them. Um, You know, we'll find out. If Josh Allen can't go this weekend, this is a great opportunity for Minnesota. The problem for them to be able to get home field advantage, remember the Eagles have to lose twice, assuming Minnesota doesn't lose another game because of the fact that they had that head-to-head breaker. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing to keep in mind, San Francisco beats Seattle. So the 49ers have a return trip to Seattle later on coming up. If they can get that game, they'll huge, have a huge lead in that division because of that head-to-head distinction. Uh, if they don't win that game, then I think it's going to be more difficult for them to win this division. San Francisco's schedule is still pretty manageable down the stretch. Uh, the Hawks as well, I think the schedule isn't too bad. They've got the Buccaneers coming up in a critical game in mm-hmm. Munich. This is an important game for both teams here. I'm not sure how this one's going to go. Uh, and then they've got a bye week. They host the Raiders. You've got to feel pretty good about that. You're at the Rams, manageable. Panthers, and then the 49ers come calling, and you've got the Jets. They've got a tough final four weeks. 49ers at home at Chiefs, Jets, and Rams at home. So we'll see how this one plays out. Very quickly on that uh, game in Germany this weekend, I have played one thing so far. I played the over 44.5 on that one. And, again, this to- uh, the Bucks right now two-and-a-half-point favorites in that game against Seattle. I just I love the way Seattle's offense is so efficient right now. And the Buccaneers can't run the football, so you're going to see Tom Brady chucking in a lot over there uh, in Germany. So – I have played the 44.5 over total here, but I don't know that I love the game because Seattle's been such a revelation, and Pete Carroll has figured it out defensively, at least to mask what I think are glaring holes still in that uh, they don't gener- generate a whole lot of pass rush, but their back four has been a little bit better than I than I would have assumed it would be. I want to trust Seattle long-term because I love what they're doing with Geno Smith. I love what you're seeing out of Kenneth Walker and obviously Pete Carroll, who I'm imploring for Coach of the Year right now, if they beat Tampa Bay and go to 7-3 and three and have that return date against San Francisco, and by the way, Pete Carroll has owned Kyle Shanahan. He lost the first time, but he's done very well head-to-head in that matchup. They're really playable bigger picture in the NFC West. Yeah, uh, I would agree for the NFC West for sure. I still don't know if I'm convinced that they could get through Dallas, Minnesota, and Philadelphia in terms of the NFC I agree. As, over, as a big picture. Yep. Uh, but, you know, Geno Smith's done a nice job. Leads the league right now at 73% in terms of completion percentage. Say that again. 73%. <laughs> Did you think in 2022 you would ever utter that, that he leads the league at 
6.2%. Geno Smith in 2022. No, but you know what? There are certain quarterbacks that I look at from their career standpoint, and I'm not sure if they're really as bad as we perceive them to be or it was just the circumstances they were in. You know, Geno's got 15 touchdowns, four picks. His rookie year, he was 12 touchdowns, 21 picks. But, you know, <laughs> I, I look at guys like David Carr when he was in Houston. Yeah. You know, everyone says that we couldn't play. Maybe. But you know what? When you get sacked 98 times, all of a sudden you become gun-shy. Yeah. You look at guys like Tim Couch when he was in Cleveland, they just never had the offensive line the ability to protect him. And you see that with so many teams. Look, Justin Fields has overcome that horrific. Yes. And look, give Luke Getzey credit for how they've kind of altered the offensive play. Smith has done a tremendous job. I, I, he was good at West Virginia in his senior year. I think he started the year with 21 touchdowns, no picks, and then kind of tapered off. But I, I think he's a decent quarterback. I'm not trying to suggest or imply I saw this coming out of Geno Smith because that's not the case. But it's not like the guy like, – there are guys out there you look and you go, listen, Jacoby Brissett, I like him personally as a backup. Yeah. Very good top five backup in my opinion. He is not a 17-game starter. And you never saw that. But I think with Geno in the right situation, you're starting to see what he could do. And I think give John Schneider and Pete Carroll a ton of credit. They thought this kid could play a little bit. They knew Russell was not as good as I'll say myself. I don't want to put anybody else in well, that they category. Fleece Denver. Well, you know, fleecing is like getting over on somebody. You don't this, think they got over on Denver? This was a scene from Heat with the AKs. Okay? They just walked in and they said, we're taking the whole bank. Uh, so it's not a fleecing. This is an armed robbery. 100 by the way, shout out Shane Waldron as well, the OC there in Seattle. You know where he went to school? I'm going to guess it's somewhere. Syracuse, Virginia Tech. No, Virginia Tech. It's way too, hold on. Go, go it's no, 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 no. Hold on a second. You knew, <laughs> let me tell you something. First of all, you knew it wasn't VCU because it was football. <laughs> Second, you knew it wasn't Syracuse because the only guy they've ever had there should have been fired in 97, Paul Pasqualoni. Oh, he, by on, the way, he did get fired yesterday about damn time. <laughs> don't get up on, on Coach P. We love him in Syracuse. Of course you do. You guys think you should be returning punts down by – 13 inside your own 10-yard line with less than 40 seconds to go against the Mounties. That's the type of stupidity that exists in what coaching. What year did that game happen? 1997. Let it go. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not that. <laughs> the, these, are the, these are the same mistakes we see week after week after week after week in the league every week. That's true, actually. Uh, and by the way, but I do think Shane Walden, seriously, has done a really good job. And again... Gino gets a lot of the credit, and he should get the credit. But it is amazing to see with this turnaround in the Pacific Northwest. For two guys, Pete Carroll, they're going to throw out, and Gino Smith, they're going to throw out. Now they're leading the NFC West. By the way, you sing Let It Go way better than you do Hokey whatever it is, and I don't want to hear that again. Hokey high. Hey, very quickly, Eastern Michigan against Akron tonight. Uh, we got Maction yep. going on here. 57 is that total. Is there a side or total that you might like in this as le at least a lean here on a Tuesday? Not going to play this game, but I'll tell you what, this Akron team has had some issues, to say the least. Uh, you know, when you look around right now in the MAC, some of these teams, you push out some of these coaches like Frank Solich. I felt like he got kind of pushed out yeah. there. Uh, in that situation in Ohio, and they've been they've not been as good, I should say. Um, Akron should, excuse me, Eastern Michigan should be able to roll over this one and eight Zips team here, but not going to play this game. Uh, very quickly, sneak one more in. Ohio mm -hmm. against Miami of Ohio. So the true battle of Ohio in this one. Uh, what do you make of this matching contest with the Bobcats right now, laying two and a half at Miami of Ohio? Going to stay away from this game completely. Wait for an in-play opportunity. This is a uh, rivalry game that generally plays out pretty well. Last year, this was a game I believe Ohio won this game 35-33. We could see a similar scoreline. Very competitive. Uh, in terms of this total, though, I would lean towards the over here at 51 and a half. All right, it doesn't take a whole lot for me to play an over, so if I'm all <laughs> likes it, I like it too. All right, when we come back, Wes Reynolds is going to join us here. We'll talk all things college basketball and the betting guide that's out now for VEASAN Pro subscribers. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on a Tuesday.
VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of VSIN Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for. But Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. So buy Zen online or find a store near you at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com and find it today. Back alongside of Marshall, Dave Ross here. This is Big Bets on a Tuesday. And look who it is in studio. Of course, you watch VEASAN Live Bet tonight with Femi Abebefe and my former partner right here, Wes Reynolds. Great to have you back in studio. Good to be with you guys. I told them all, it's just bigger when you come in studio versus joining us via Skype. Yeah, it's bigger in a, bigger in a lot of ways, Dave. <laughs> Absolutely, as I look at myself on the screen. No, man, it's good, it's good to have you back in. And obviously, we're going to talk about uh, the work you've done uh, so far for the college uh, basketball betting guide. And I want to get to the ACC and the Big Ten, but I do want to start with the Colts, the elephant in the room here. Jeff Saturday, now the new head coach uh, of your team there in Indianapolis West. And I know everybody's taking shots at Jeff Saturday. And I go, man, he, he doesn't deserve this. Mm-hmm. You can look at the owner if you want to deserve it. But, you know, if he can shore up the offensive line play, and that's, I believe, why he would be given this spot, what do you make of the moves in Indianapolis? And do you think this season is dead? I do think the season is dead, first of all. But, uh, you know, I don't know if Jeff Saturday can or can't coach this team. I know that, you know, he was a great leader as a player, Mm -hmm. one of the all-time greats of the franchise uh, since their stay in Indianapolis. And, you know, I think he is kind of being put there to be like an inventory taker for Jim Ursay, basically, to be like, okay, who can I run with for next season? Who's going to be on this team? And I do think maybe eventually, Jeff, I don't know if he's going to be a long-term coach uh, after these, you know, next uh, however many eight games, Mm -hmm. but I think he's going to be part of the organization. I could see him getting bumped upstairs. You know, it just got announced today that uh, a 30-year-old past game specialist assistant QB coach Parks Frazier is going to be the play caller. So I was just looking at the guy like he's an intern. Wow. He's an intern. He's calling plays on Sunday. He will be calling plays, but look, they don't have anybody that that's called called plays anymore. So, you know, I understood what 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 Jim is trying to do is kind of have Saturday, somebody he trusts in there to at least give him a realistic assessment of this organization. It was going nowhere with Frank Reich, but the awkward part of watching that press conference last night was the uh, GM, Chris Ballard, because oh. it, it felt like, I mean, and he was very combative with the media, and he's usually kind of like a politician, a glad hander with the uh, local media there in Indianapolis, and he was very defensive. He seemed like a guy that was, like, fighting for his life, oh. fighting for his job, even though Jim Irsay said, of course he's going to be back. What's he going to say? No, nah, he's done after eight games. <laughs> why, why didn't he say that? What's the difference? I, look, I, I think uh, Reich was going to go first, and I do think Ballard. I don't think Ballard this time next year is going to be the general manager wow. of the Indianapolis Colts. I just, I think this is time for a reset. Jim, you know, he has his daughters in place that are going to take over the team as owners when he steps away or retires. I think he wants one more run here. I don't think Jim wants to be overly meddlesome. I don't think he wants to be the GM of the Indianapolis Colts, but. He still wants to be involved and engaged because if you go back to when the Colts were really on their run in the 2000s, he was the owner, but he wasn't running the team. Bill Polian was running the team because I think Jim 
you know, as we found out with uh, the remarks about Dan Snyder a couple weeks ago when he said they can investigate me till the cows come home, Jim's been very open about his substance abuse yes. issues. And he was going through those, I think, when the Colts were really on their big run with Peyton and Marvin, et cetera, et cetera, uh, in the uh, 2000s. So, you know, I think Jim has always tried to find that balance where it's like, I want to be engaged, but I don't want to be too domineering and too much in the kitchen here. Well, he's put his neck out there this time with this coaching change. Frank Wright gone. Jeff Saturday is, and they do have some veterans on the staff like Gus Bradley, John Fox, I believe also as well. So it'd be very interesting to see what happens. They're uh, six point underdogs out here in the desert against the Raiders. Uh, we wanted to have you in obviously to talk about the college bas- basketball betting guide here. You got to be a VEASAN pro subscriber and you should get it. Uh, Yeoman's work done by specifically you, Matt Yeoman's uh, in this. Let's talk about the ACC and the Big Ten because I know you broke those down, Wes. Let's start with the ACC. One, is it still the best conference in college basketball uh, in your opinion, and if so, who are the power brokers to be this year in the ACC? It wasn't the best college basketball conference last year. It only had five teams in the tournament. However, mm. they did have three in the Elite Eight and two in the Final Four, and that's how you get judged. But if you looked, we commented all year how bad the ACC was and how mediocre it was. You had North Carolina, you know, as an eight seed, get to the national championship game. So the rightful two teams at the top. I think you have to put North Carolina just based on the returning experience they have in Armando Baycott, one of the favorites for national player of the year. So when you can bring back four starters from a team that went to the national championship game, of course, you're going to be number one. Duke's the most talented team in the conference. They had, I believe, for every recruiting service, 24-7, Rivals, ESPN that I looked at, had three of the top five players in this year's freshman <laughs> class. So they have the most talent. And everybody that's kind of wanting to write Duke's obituary because Coach Gay is not there, you're not going to get what you want because Duke is going to continue to be a power because John Shire is going to continue to get some of the best talent in the country. But if I'm looking to bet, might be Virginia at 7-1. to one. I really? think Virginia had a blip on the radar screen last year. They just they had such a short rotation, and when you play that pack line defense, it takes more energy to play defense than it does to play offense, and they just they were just dragging at the end, and they couldn't score. They couldn't shoot. The defense was good because they keep that tempo low, second slowest tempo in all of college basketball last year, but I like who they added from Ohio, Ben Vanderplas, who was a 14-point-a-game, seven-rebound-a-game mm-hmm. guy, who I think is going to give them at least some veteran leadership. They bring four starters back. Kehi Clark is still, by the way, on this team. No way. was on that national championship <laughs> team from a few years ago. And, you know, they they just got to shoot the ball better. Reese Beekman, Armand Franklin, and uh, find a way to hit some outside shots. You know, I would agree with you in terms of your breakdown of this league. I think Virginia, because they do what their coach wants them to do more than any other team in a Power Five, in my opinion. They really adhere to what Tony Bennett wants to do. I love it. You mentioned Carolina, obviously, with a ton of starters back. I got to tell you, though, I think John Shire is going to be great for Duke. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he brings in a young energy. You mentioned the recruiting there, Lively, Whitehead, and uh, Flipowski. This team's going to be dangerous, Dave. I'm telling you right now, I know a lot of people don't like to see Duke. This is going to be an elite team, and as this team progresses throughout the season— They've got some serious players on this team. It's amazing. I mean, I'm old. I go back to when Dean Smith was there, and then Coach K came in and it upset the apple cart there in the ACC. Now we've got a turnover there with Hubert Davis and John Shire as a head coach, as former players uh, for Duke and UNC. But to your y'all's point here, it feels like the power brokers that be are still going to be Duke and Carolina, at least in the short term. Let's get to the Big Ten. And I know that uh, Indiana, I wonder if this surprises you, Wes, that they're the shortest betting favorite here to win the league here at 3-1. to one. What do you make of the Hoosiers, and is that is that price too short for you? 
it does not surprise me that they're the number one favorite in the league simply because they lose the least of any team in the league. They were the only team of 14 teams in the Big Ten Conference not to lose a double-digit score. So you bring back Trace Jackson Davis, who's first-team preseason All-American, Big Ten Player of the Year. You bring back Race Thompson, uh, who's your best defender average, I believe, uh, 11 and about 7.5 rebounds. Plus, you add some talented freshmen, and we only have a one-game sample size. They played Moorhead State last night, won by over 30, covered the number. Malik Reno is kind of somebody that they really need on that roster because I referred to him as an ornery SOB. I saw that. And you need an ornery <laughs> SOB. You need somebody that's going to get in there and be nasty. So Malik Reno, who they got out of Montverde Academy, even though he's the less highly touted of the two from Montverde coming to Indiana, Jalen hood Shafino, 6'6 guard, I think gives them a guard they haven't had in a few years, a good two-way guard, not only one that could score, but to defend. Then you have a senior guard in Xavier Johnson, who I think got better as the year went along. Look, Indiana, I'm not sure they're going to win the Big Ten. I think the expectations are high. They did buy in on defense year one, so I think that's a good you know sign for the culture that Mike Woodson's trying to bring. Switching man to man, they ran a pack line under Archie Miller, you know, for the previous few years, and then went to that switching man to man that Woody brings from the NBA. Led the Big Ten in field goal percentage allowed, 39.6 percent. So they're the rifle team, but they're going to get tested here in the next month and a half. They got to go to Xavier. They got North Carolina coming into Assembly Hall. They play at Kansas. I'm going to be going to the Fog actually in December. I'm excited to see a game there. Never been there. And then they get Arizona right here at the MGM. You know, this IU team, to me, if they're able to win win the league this year, this reminds me a little bit of what we've seen out of Michigan football, right? Michigan football was just getting absolutely just dragged across the concrete by Ohio State. Yep. And then all of a sudden they win one game. And within about a year and a half's time, they've changed the entire dynamic of what's going on in Ann Arbor and how good the program is. And I think Mike Woodson, if he can win the league this year, this team can all of a sudden become the big-time factor that Michigan State was in 2000 to 2010 in this league, what Indiana was in the 80s and 90s under Bobby Knight in terms of the league. They got a real chance, despite the fact they've had about half a dozen down years, to get things turned around and really going in the right direction. Because I think if you're recruiting, look, I think Howard's going to do a great job. I'm not 100% certain he'll stay there for the long haul. I look at Purdue and I'm like, listen, you can go to Purdue and they are always going to get to potentially the Sweet 16. And that's it, because Painter can't coach in the postseason. Uh, let's um, wrap up the betting guide here, at least, because, Wes, we're going to keep you around to talk a little uh, college football as well. But it, you did PR back in your indie days. Sell that betting guide for everybody that doesn't have it because they need to get it. Yeah, the uh, VEASAN betting guide going to come out Thursday. We break down every single conference, not only the high majors, but the mid-majors. Matt Humans has his top 50. You've got some future bets in there. So uh, all 360 teams broken down in the betting guide. And you don't mind sticking around for another segment? I'll be here for you. That's what we're talking <laughs> about. Wes Reynolds in studio. Come on back. It's VEASAN Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a hockey, football, basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday hockey first goal insurance bet, Friday night college football bet, plus get Sunday football parlay insurance and much more. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It is a whole new ballgame. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. We roll on with our buddy Wes Reynolds in studio. Uh, here, great to have you on, and thanks for hanging in there, Wes, for another segment. Let's talk some college football, obviously, with some big games on the board this weekend. It felt like last weekend was kind of shake-up Saturday a little bit with Tennessee, number one in the country, going down to Georgia. We saw, obviously, the new college football playoff rankings come out. We're not going to have the situation where an undefeated team is going to have a, on the outside looking in, hey, the, the, it can't happen because Ohio State and, and Michigan are going to play, but – you could have a case for a couple undefeateds and a couple one losses, and those debates will be had. My simple question to you, sir, is, is Alabama done? Because right now, Bama goes to Ole Miss. They're laying double digits at the Grove against Lane Kiffin and company. Is there any pathway in your eyes, Wes, to see Bama back in the college football playoff conversation? They would need, I think, a lot of carnage in front of them. And, and the fact that uh, not only you would need maybe Georgia to lose and, and perhaps uh, even uh, – you know, TCU, once they lose, I think the Big 12 probably There's is There's seven-point dogs at Texas. Yeah, and I, and I like the Longhorns. Mm. I think that they're the better team. I still have the Longhorns uh, power rated, uh, you know, top seven, top eight in the country, even though they don't deserve that ranking. But Texas, like we saw with Kansas State last week, they find ways. 
they find ways to make those games. They were absolutely waylaying Kansas State. I had money line like minus a dollar thirty-five. They're destroying K-State. I was like, this is the time. Because that was kind of the time to bet against K-State. Mm-hmm. They had just beaten Oklahoma State 48 to nothing the week before. So it's like the market's super high on them. We know this guy, Chris Gleeman's a really good underdog coach in Manhattan. So I laid it with Texas. And Texas was life and death at the end. But TCU, I think, is a team. I'm not saying that they're not good. I'm saying that they get their fair share of breaks, though. I, that Texas Tech score last week was a little bit deceiving because there was that there was that face mask call. There they got wasn't a, lot a of face breaks. mask that, you know, kind of turned the tide of the game. They I'm still sore about what they did against West Virginia when I had the Mountaineers <laughs> plus seven and a half when TCU can just run the ball, run just out the take clock, a knee. eat those, the fade in the corner. And of course the DB gets behind him and they score a touchdown. So TCU's been living right this year. Well, I don't disagree with you there, but the one thing I'd push back on Texas is this. They've beaten up a terrible West Virginia team. I don't even know how Neil Brown has a job. I've been saying that for the last two years. Mm. They beat a Kansas State team by seven points. Give them credit for that road win in the Little Apple. Oklahoma is completely down. We see this team has continued to struggle. Uh, Look, I I get where you're coming from on Texas, but I think Dykes has done a tremendous job. And at some point in time, you got to give teams credit for finding ways to go out and compete. I don't know if they win this game or not. I'm a little bit opposite of Wes on this one. I like the Frogs in seven because the one thing you look at, I still think Bijan is a top five offensive player in college football, but Quinn Ewers, he's got talent. But it doesn't necessarily mean he plays to that level of talent. I think next year he could have a special season, but there are times where he still leaves a little bit to be desired at the quarterback position. Yeah, and again, uh, that over, I just, I think that's, again, it's off the board here, but you're going to see that in the mid-60s there. I don't know how these offenses slow each other down, so I am looking for a shootout here, like the OK Corral here in, in the great state of Texas on that one. Let's get back to the Grove in, in Alabama and Ole Miss West because we talked about Alabama needing a lot of carnage in front of him. Maybe it starts if Texas could upset the apple cart and beat TCU this weekend, as we talked about. Do they put a number on Lane Kiffin, another former assistant here? What, are you weighing about 12, 11 and a half I've mm-hmm. seen here? Or do you think that maybe we've got a live home dog here in Ole Miss? I would lean Alabama because, you know, Nick Saban does recover well off a loss. I mean, what did that, what was it, 30 to 6? They beat Mississippi State, and that was probably a wider spread game than the final score indicated after they had lost to Tennessee the week before. Now, Alabama on the road, as we saw last week down in Baton Rouge, they can be a little dicey as, as a road favorite, but. Ole Miss, to me, I worry a little bit about the passing game. Lane Kiffin is running Jackson Dart a lot more than I thought that he would this season. We know Ole Miss can run the football, you know, with reckless abandon. But if I have to play this and I haven't bet this game, I would lean Alabama. Now, to your first question, I do believe that they're done in terms of getting in the top four for the playoffs. I, I think it would be very difficult. First of all, the, to me, the easiest path for them would be for LSU to lose twice. They've got to play uh, at Arkansas and at AM in terms of conference play because that would give them an opportunity to get to the SEC title game. Then you beat Georgia there. That would probably be your one scenario where you could really make the argument. But if LSU wins this weekend, I think Alabama's officially out of it. In terms of this matchup, I want to see how engaged this team is. Yes. I thought one of the problems that Bill O'Brien had on Saturday night was, I, I got to tell you, there's nobody happier t- uh, to see this team not run Gibbs enough because I'm like, how do you not run this guy? He's such an elite talent. They don't give him the ball enough. Bryce Young is terrific. I know he didn't have a particularly great game, but I think the offensive line was the one question I had about the Crimson Tide coming into the season, and I think it's materialized. Uh, but for me, if Alabama's engaged, I think they're going to blow the doors off of Ole Miss. I don't think Ole Miss is that good, and West brought up a good point with Jackson Dart running the football. He can't throw the ball. He is not the quarterback that people saw in the Palouse in that one game up in uh, Pullman against uh, Washington State. 
So for me, he's not a guy that I'm going to rely on. I think Bryce Young and company still have a big day here, Wes. Well, how I knew that Ole Miss uh, was at least a little bit fraudulent was when I had Auburn against him. Auburn eventually covered the game. When Lane Kiffin felt like he had to steal a possession with an onside kick in the third quarter against an Auburn team, you know, that's starting what was, you know, what is now their starting quarterback. But Ashford was the backup quarterback. And uh, this Auburn team, obviously, they were still dealing with the shroud of Brian Harson. When is he going to get fired, you know, over them? And Ole Miss still had to steal a position, despite the fact that they were just gashing Auburn defensively on the ground. What, what do you think about the potential rumor of Dan Lanning going to mm. Auburn? And by the way, what does this say about Oregon that for the second time we have a coach leaving the Pacific Northwest in an easier league Mm -hmm. to run to? Well, now the ACC is is worse than the Pac-12, but to go to either Florida State like Willie Taggart did or uh, potentially landing going to Oregon. Yeah, and Cristobal as well. So I I don't think that that's going to happen. I've been hearing Hugh Freeze wants that job. Hugh Freeze wants back in the SEC. And I think he would love to to be at Auburn, but – I mean, you know, I know the SEC is an allure, but I eventually don't think Dan Lanning takes that job. Uh, Hugh Freeze is doing a great job at Liberty, but you're right. It does feel like he's been trying to get back to where he feels like he was ostracized uh, in the SEC and get back where he considers And, home. look, he put it on Arkansas yeah, he on did. Saturday. He, he did, sure did. Well, he put it on Arkansas. Remember, he beat uh, Saban twice, right, yep. when he was at Ole Miss? Yep. As long as you got the right bag man at Auburn, you got a shot. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> uh, let's go down the Primrose Path a little bit deeper with Oregon because, again, you guys were talking about Dan uh, Landing there and uh, what a great job he's done here uh, so far in year one out there uh, at Oregon. Washington comes to town here. Is Oregon as simple as – I mean, the, the first look for them was not a good look when they get the doors blown off by Georgia. Wes, can you make a case that if they roll the dice and run the table – that Oregon isn't going to find themselves in the college football playoffs? I, I think that you could. Look, uh, with the Pac-12, though, you've seen a lot of these double-digit underdogs get there. You saw it against USC. They got covered on against Cal last week. Uh, ASU uh, was uh, going to get in the back door against UCLA. So, you know, you're kind of seeing a lot of these. But Oregon, look, Bo Nix has been, I think, as good as advertised for this team. And, and – just uh, looking at them going forward, uh, look, I liked UW. I actually kind of went against the grain and picked UW to go ahead and uh, get into the uh, Pac-12 uh, championship wow. game. But this was uh, before the season in the betting guide. But Washington kind of concerns me a little bit this week because they can't run the ball and they can't stop the pass. You know, everyone's so enamored with Oregon. You look at their schedule. They've beaten a 500 BYU team. They've beaten Stanford, who's horrific. David Shaw should be out there on the farm. They beat UCLA. That's a good win. They beat Cal, who's putrid. They beat Colorado, who doesn't even know what football is. I mean, Oregon is like winning Miss Alaska. Okay, dude, if you win in California, Texas, They've I'm impressed. Good-looking There's some good-looking women, yeah, women in Alaska. On. You and I, are, we're not shopping at the same store for groceries. That's all I'm going to say, okay? I'll leave it at that. But it is. You do look at Oregon's resume. It's just not that okay, pretty. Okay, let me ask you this question. If you put Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, all these teams that I just mentioned, USC included, because they haven't even played Utah yet. Would they not all be undefeated with the schedule potentially? The only hiccup might be USC against Utah, against right. UCLA, but that was a home game for Oregon. I mean, it's not like they've sat there and they, they have one quality win. It's Oregon. And they're not going to have an opportunity to play an undefeated team. You're going to end up with a uh, USC and UCLA are going to knock each other out. Okay. One of those teams are probably going to play Oregon in the in the big, excuse me, the Pac-12 championship game out here in Vegas. 
They've got to win that game in a similar fashion that we saw Ohio State beat Wisconsin in the uh, 2014 Big Ten well, Championship. Well, the only way they're going to get there is a battle of attrition. They need teams to lose in front of them because of what you mentioned, and plus the Pac-12 doesn't get a lot of national respect and, quite frankly, hadn't earned it. Uh, by the way, very quickly, gentlemen, I want to give out the pro tip here in hour number one. It was what Wes was talking about. Uh, you got to get the college basketball betting guide, by the way, as a VEASAN Pro subscriber. You're looking at some of the futures in the ACC. Maybe check out Virginia. You think they're going to have a better year, 7-1? Wes, you think that's a good number, right? Yeah, absolutely, in the ACC. All right, so there it is. So you might want to check that out. And, again, check out the college basketball betting guide. In the final seconds, Wes, very quickly, have you figured out how to handicap with golf? I have not. <laughs> and now I don't have any more events the rest of the season. We got two more weeks until golf is done, and then I'm out until January. Wes, appreciate it, man. Great to have you in studio. Good being with you, yes. Uh, there he is, everybody. Check him out in Femi uh, nightly here in the network. Come on back. Hour number two, Frank Schwab's going to join us talking NFL next year on Big Bets on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.